You're listening to Conversations on Strategy. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the authors and are not necessarily those of the Department of the Army, the U.S. Army War College, or any other agency of the U.S. government. Today, I'm talking with Lucas Cox, who at the time of this recording was an intern with the Strategic Studies Institute and a graduate of the University of Washington's Henry M. Jackson School of International Studies. He assisted with two collaborative studies, What the Ukraine Taught NATO About Hybrid Warfare and Countering Terrorism on Tomorrow's Battlefield, Critical Infrastructure and Security Resiliency. Welcome to Decisive Point, Lucas. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Tell us how you ended up working on not one, but two books for the Army War College. So this is all a great opportunity from my dear professor and mentor, Dr. Sarah Lohman. She's a University of Washington professor at the Jackson School, which is where I got my undergrad in international studies. And so we do this great project called the Task Force. It's sort of a capstone project. And it's a great opportunity to sort of work as a team and to get into the real sort of meat of policy issues and present our findings to actually someone on the ground, someone that's actually in the field, which is something that you don't really get at four years in a university, especially in Washington State, where we're away from the policy world. And so I had the privilege of being in her task force and being chosen as the chief liaison for our task force to deal with NATO, Center of Excellence for Defense Against Terrorism, as well as everyone here at SSI under the guidance of Dr. Carol Evans. That led to me leading the writing of the first chapter of this main book. I was able to present our findings at that chapter remotely at two conferences in Turkey, at the the CODAT conferences over there. And there's another one coming up in October, which I'd love to attend as well. And so that led me to the great opportunity that Dr. Evans and Dr. Lohman said, why don't you come aboard and, and keep working on these projects and sort of see the project through for that book, at least. And then the Energy Security Hybrid Warfare book is another project of Dr. Lohman's that she's been working on for the last couple of years, at least with NATO Science and Technology Organization. Those are two simultaneous projects, and I volunteered to help in any way I could with those. It's been really exciting. It sounds exciting. What do you see as the most important takeaway from the chapter you wrote for the Critical Infrastructure book? I had the great pleasure of the wrap-up of my internship here over in Upton Hall at the U.S. Army War College, and I chose the issue of foreign acquisition of European infrastructure. And so this is an issue that has to do, it's continent-wide, it has to do with the EU and with NATO and with the U.S. as well, is that over the past few decades, a lot of critical infrastructure. And when we say that, a lot of it is infrastructure that's needed for military operations. It's become privatized, which is great for competition and consumer choice and innovation and all that stuff. But it also means that sometimes you sacrifice resilience and redundancy for profit and price in a way that you wouldn't if it were under government leadership with the security apparatus in place. And more than that, since mostly since the early 2000s, a lot of that has come under foreign control. So you think about Russian gas pipelines and being able to get a hold on an energy supply for Europe, because a lot of not only the the gas and the oil, but the infrastructure that delivers it is at least partly owned by Russian companies. And so there's that as well as a lot of Chinese firms are coming into Europe and buying infrastructure and constructing ports. It's part of that Belt and Road Initiative. 
that is so in the news. It's a uh, huge decades-long project for the PRC. A lot of those concerns come from the closeness or direct supervision of these firms from the Chinese government and fears that either through direct control or through political influence or predatory financing, especially in countries that are strapped for cash and need new infrastructure, that those pieces of critical infrastructure being under control of Russia and China pose real threats to their usability and their reliability for European defense. And a lot of these points are a port or a railway where if that goes down, or that's unable to be used, then a whole NATO or US or local military mission could collapse. We made a few policy recommendations for NATO to take a more assertive role as an advisor and as a supervisor working together with the EU, because the EU is the one that has authority over, over laws and regulations in Europe, but NATO also having an important role to play in hopefully guiding that process in a way that local governments can't or don't when they have their own local standards that may not be up to snuff. What was your experience like doing analyst work for the first time and on such an important project? It was daunting, but also really exciting. Probably my favorite thing, despite all of the crazy deadlines and the 300 pages of spell checking that I just came here from doing, was really the delegation of Dr. Lohman to me to be able to do some of the real important work. It took me a little bit by surprise, but definitely not surprised by her trust in me and, and her guidance. So a previous intern had constructed these maps in the Hybrid Warfare Energy Security book, where we're looking at vital points of European infrastructure for each of the 12 case studies that authors have written. And so there were, say, ports or energy grids or pipelines detailed in these maps, and we were assigned with giving them threat assessment. Are these under cyber risk, disinformation risk, kinetic risk in a time period of six months, a year, two years? That was especially difficult being assigned that. And for example, here are all these energy grids and wind turbines and nuclear plants in Germany and Poland and Belgium. And my job was to learn as much as I could about them, learn as much about the overall security situation and come up with a threat assessment whether these places were going to be attacked in six months by Russian cyber operations or disinformation. And so that was really important work to do for an intern, but I was very honored to have that role. And going forward, hopefully in my career will be sort of a great foundational experience. What's next for you? What are your future plans? I am finishing up here at the Army War College, going home to Seattle. And then I'm going to be traveling a bit starting in September, ultimately to end up in Brussels working as an intern, which this experience allowed me to do with the Science and Technology Organization, which is the outfit that is overseeing and partnering with us for that hybrid warfare energy security book. I am very excited for all the work that they do. I know it's a small office in Brussels, sort of in the middle of the action at NATO headquarters, which is very exciting for me. It's been a dream to work for that organization for a long time. And then after that, we'll see. This was a real treat. Thanks, Lucas. So nice to talk to you. Listeners, if you'd like to read the collaborative studies, visit press.armywarcollege.edu slash monographs. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, you can find us on any major podcast platform 